Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck. And joining us on the show is Doug Hartley, owner of CrossFit Honors and Hometown Health and Fitness out of Cambridge, Ohio. What's going on, Doug? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Excited to talk to you. Excited to pick your brain a bit. You've had a business, a gym open now for seven years. So excited to hear a little bit about your story, what you have going on. Um, But yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, How did you get started? What is it that made you want to start your CrossFit Honors Gym seven years ago? So uh, seven years ago, I, I kind of dove into CrossFit a little bit um, and it wasn't readily available where we are. So you had to go almost 30 minutes to get to any of the affiliates. And um, I liked it and was into it, but I could only go like every couple of weeks. Um, I've always been into fitness. Um, I've worked out since as long as I can remember. And um, we have at our, at our headquarters for our family business, we had a warehouse um, and we had a chiropractor, a local chiropractor kept bugging me and my stepbrother like, hey, you guys should open one of these CrossFit gyms. We're like, well, just because we're in business doesn't mean we should open a gym and just because we work out, you know, whatever. Um, so but the guy bugged us for about a year and a half. And I went to the owner of the, the affiliate that I had been attending. I'm like, hey, do you want to put one in Cambridge? Um, and he kind of blew me off. And then and this chiropractor wouldn't stop. And so finally, we just said, you know what, we got this warehouse. It's not doing anything. Um, you know, what if we give this a shot? And so we, we finally pulled the triggers, me and my stepbrother and another guy that, that we all worked together. And we took this old warehouse. It's over 100 years old. Um, it's original. Um, the floor was a brick floor. Um, so it was wavy. So we're like, OK, we can't work with that. So we, we framed it up, put pea gravel down and poured concrete over top of it. Somehow managed to get three restrooms in the place um, and basically went from there. Um, but it wasn't like a long-term goal. I think everybody that works out thinks they want to own a gym. That wasn't the case. I mean, it's always cool to say, but um, it just kind of like the, the chiropractor uh, just wouldn't stop. And we said, well, let's, we got a place, let's give it a shot. Um, and quite honestly, the last piece of the puzzle was um, Scott Panchik, who's who's well known in the CrossFit community. Um, the third guy was, that was with us, uh, Pat Teague, his son was good friends with Scott Panchik. And so we got programming from Scott. So it's like, OK, now we got the workouts. We got the facility. Let's let's see what happens. And it just kind of took off. Yeah. So so happened very like organically for you, really, just um, as a passion of working out, doing CrossFit at first and then. You ended up taking the leap of faith, starting your own facility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so that's, that's cool. Seven years, right? So, so you've been open for seven years now. What was like the most difficult or unexpected thing for you when it comes to running your gym? Uh, the most difficult thing for us is the gas bill in the wintertime. <laughs> Um, because it is a very old building. It's not insulated at all. So our, our gas bills are super high. Um, but, you know, it's it's the ups and downs of you know, the issues you have sometimes with, with members, um, you know, cause there's, there's pros and cons to all kinds of things and you have different personalities and you got to learn to, to adapt and adjust to them. But, um, overall, I, I, there's, there's nothing really stands out. That's been like, Oh my God, you know, I want to shut this down or this is overwhelming. It's actually gone pretty smooth. And I think part of that is 
because of the passion that I have for it, how much I enjoy it. Um, plus I have great coaches that are in it for the right reason. You know, they're not, they're not, this isn't like, you know, their, their retirement plan at all. They are people that want to help each other out. And uh, so I got them in there for the right reason. So they give the, the members the good experience. They, they get the best hour of their day when they come in. Um, so to say, you know, what's, what's been the biggest struggle, it's, it's kind of tough because I haven't had like a real big struggle. That doesn't mean it's been simple by any stretch, but nothing catastrophic. There you go. Okay. So, so CrossFit honors, are you guys, I know most CrossFit gyms really focus on that group training aspect of, of things. What does that look like for you? What's your guys's kind of business model there? I mean, it's, it's pretty uh, bare bones CrossFit. I mean, we just have classes. We do have open gym. We do um, some personal training, but we don't, we don't really promote it. It's more like uh, one of our coaches helps kids that might have some, um, you know, some self-esteem issues. And so she'll work with them. This summer, we actually brought in two high school teams um, and we're training them two days a week. But otherwise, it's it's pretty bare bones um, classes, you know, an early morning, mid morning and then late in the day, uh, several classes in the evening. Um, but it's all it's all group classes. Cool. And, and so I know you you also purchase gym <laughs> launch as well. So you're going to be a part of the gym launch team. What's your plan with, with CrossFit? Do you plan on remodeling the business model at all? Or are you just more so focused on getting some more members in? Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what what their suggestions are for me. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they talked about some advertising opportunities uh, because I don't I don't really have so much of a retention issue. It's the, the, the people that leave the gym. It's more for organic reasons. You know, they have babies, their job changes, they move, whatever. Um, so that really hasn't been a, a, a big issue. But, you know, I hope that with joining Gym Launch that we can come up with ways to, to grow that membership. Um you know, significantly if possible. Um, yeah. That's the goal with them. And hometown health and fitness. How long ago did you acquire that facility? That's a new, the new business that you just um, purchased, correct? Yeah. So we we bought the equipment, the members, and the name um, two months ago. We closed on it. It's just a small local Globo gym, uh, very traditional equipment. Um, we bought that, and in hopefully in September, we we are going to move it down just adjacent to our CrossFit gym. So. If you think about a small town city block, we basically own three out of the four corners. Um, now we bought a building that we're going to move that hometown fitness to. So you could literally walk from, I mean, you could throw a stone and hit one building from the other if you had a good arm. Um, but yeah, our plan is to move down there. Part of that building will be the hometown part. And the other part will be not CrossFit, but CrossFit equipment, CrossFit. So functional fitness stuff. Um, if you want to come in and throw some weights around, you can do that as well. And you are in a commercial or retail space with, with your new locations? It's commercial. Yeah. Commercial. There you go. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you buy the property as well for, for the, for where your business is at? Is that at least for the hometown health and fitness? Yeah, we didn't buy, we didn't buy the property or the building Okay. with, with, with the business, but we bought a separate building close to us that, that we're going to move to. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So, so as of now, what's been like your main, um, a way of getting leads, right. Of continuing to grow, get some more memberships and especially on the CrossFit side, what does that look like to you guys? Do you focus more on, you know, the word of mouth? Have you done any type of marketing before? So it's funny. I had this conversation with, with Jim launch yesterday. And like when I was in my L one, 
uh, somebody asked a question about advertising marketing and they're basically, the answer was, well, if you're doing it right, you don't need to advertise. You don't need to pay for advertising. I'm like, all right. So my, my ego said, don't pay for advertising for seven years. I've delved into a little bit of it um, and none of it being very successful. That being said, earlier this year, I did sign a contract with a third party uh, locally to pump up our social media and continue improving our website. Um, and so we, we put out a couple posts a week, um, sometimes generic, sometimes promoting things. And um, it, we, we actually did several testimonials where we would have our members tell us about their experience with CrossFit. And we were pumping those out uh, once a week with, you know, a good picture, professional, uh, professional um, post. Um, and that, that was, that's pretty much the extent of our marketing. It, and it's, it's just word of mouth. There you go. And, and so what would you say is like the goal for your membership now, especially joining the gym launch team, right? Where are you trying to take, um, especially the CrossFit honors? Cause I know hometown health and fitness has a couple months before you get the ball rolling with that. Um, but what's the membership look like? Where are you trying to take it to? So ultimately with, with honors, it's, um, getting to a point where, we, we all grow our facility. I mean, I think that's everybody's goal. Um, not that I want to move because our building is pretty awesome. Um, I mean, the aesthetics of it is, is very cool, but you want to get to a point where you're maxing out your classes. You, you're getting to a point where you need to go somewhere else. But the ultimate goal is to get to a point where somebody, whether it's my kids or somebody else can make a career out of this. So uh, with Gym Launch, the idea is to, to pump up the profitability and make it a, a very successful business. Boom. There you go. Okay, cool. And, and so what, what does it look like when you do get a lead? Let's say it's myself, right? And, you know, I inquire to, let's say CrossFit honors, maybe I hear about you from a friend or family member, what's your process to turn me into a paid member? Um, so as far as a new member or, or lead? As far as a lead, right? Well, I mean, I guess the, the entire, right? So it's the entirety of getting me into the door, um, you know, getting me onboarded and then having me, you know, join classes. Yeah, so we don't we don't focus a lot on on this, which is probably not a good thing. But what what happened? So we had a free trial come in the other night, um, and we basically just try to give them the best experience possible. Um, so we welcome them, we introduce them. I mean, probably what what everybody else does, um, and we know that it's sometimes it's it typically seems to be either for that person or not for that person. Um, you know, we try to do our best to make them feel as good as possible during the class, talk to them after class um, and have interaction, which a lot of that we don't even have to do. Our members are just that cool that, I mean, everybody just kind of tries to make everybody feel welcome. We don't even have to prompt them to do it. Yeah. Um, and it seems like majority of the time those people are coming back. Cool. And do you guys do like the I know most CrossFit facilities have their members do like some type of on ramp class for a week or two before going to the group classes? What does that look like for you? Uh, at honors, we do not do that. Um, and that's one of those things I know people are on, on either side of this, but what I found is that because it, it's intimidating anyway to join, right. Or to even just show up, talk to anybody or do a free trial. Um, my thoughts are when that person's ready to sign up, they're ready to sign up. They want to get the experience. They want to go through it. I know, you know, CrossFit might have a different opinion about that and teaching the fundamentals, which, which I fully understand, my goal is to get them in there as soon as possible. Our coaches are good in that when we do have somebody new, they, they can give that person the right attention without taking away from the rest of the class. So if right. we're doing a lift and we're teaching and we're teaching a squat, you know, they'll have that person where they can see the others as well as be hands on with them 
and still be able to coach the rest of the class effectively. So I've just shied away from that because I feel like you only sometimes you only have that that opportunity right now to get them. Right. Um, and you just got to get them through the door. And if you can, then you do and you let them see the experience and hopefully they have have a good one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's like the other downside of I, I hear a lot of people who do, you know, free week class, free two week class. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, well, how'd that work out for you? And they're like, well, no one closes at the end of the week. <laughs> I'm like, well, exactly. You know, the, usually the free class isn't what's going to make them, you know, want to be with you. It's it's really like that first meeting, the first impression. A lot of people do the consultations, right? Where sit down with them for 30 minutes. What's your goal? What do you have going on? Um, and so forth. Um, but cool, cool. So, so what is, uh, you know, the future look like for you? I always like to ask this, if you had like a magic wand, right, Doug, like a magic business wand, you could put both of your businesses in the exact position that you want it. What would that really look like for you? So my pipe dream is to create, in a sense, a health and fitness campus down here. So like I said, we own three corners of this this block right now. Um, the office that I'm sitting in right now, there's only a couple of us in here a couple of days a week. Um, and there's, I don't know, 15 offices in here. So if I can take this building, make it something health and fitness, whether it's chiropractic, massage therapy, whatever, um, my goal is to have all businesses working together and, and growing exponentially together and kind of make this, if you want to be in health and fitness, you want to work out, you want healthier options for food, drinks, whatever, um, anything, I shouldn't say anything, that's very broad, but I want to make this area of our town um, you know, the place you go for health and fitness. Yeah. Um, and to the point, like I said, to get to where, whether it's CrossFit or hometown or both, but somebody can have a career working at those businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you say kind of own the whole block, do you want to open any other businesses within your area or offer any other type of services? Yeah. I mean, that's well, and that's what I'm saying with the office. I would love to get somebody in here. I don't want to do it. Um, I got my hands full already with, with our other businesses and these, these ones. Um, and I, I wouldn't even know what I was doing anyhow. Um, but if I can get somebody to come in and lease, lease this building and put something health and fitness related in, into it, that's, that's a goal for this. And then, you know, in a sense, if you want to use one-stop shop, great. But I mean, obviously it's not, I hate when people say that, but right. um, <laughs> when you can get a lot of health and fitness in one little area. Yeah, I mean, even when you talk about it, I, I, that's something that I've noticed myself is especially post COVID, so many gyms are moving towards that one stop shop type of business model, you know, where they try and offering different types of services from, you know, fitness to health and wellness, you know, some people have massage therapists, chiropractors within their gym, they're offering nutrition supplements. And, and I think it's really smart, because like you said, you know, there's usually about 20 to 30% of people within your gym that not only have the money for different types of services, but they're probably spending it outside of your businesses. Um, so if you could offer it all within one area or own the multiple businesses that are offering those services, you know, it makes makes it all that much better for you as a business owner. Um, but yeah, cool. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right, Doug? We know, obviously, you have a passion for the services you offer for helping change people's lives. Um, but what is it that you want from the business? What do you want the business to give back to you and your family at the end of the day? I mean, for one, it is a business. So obviously you want it to be able to provide for you. Um, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a nonprofit. Um, so you obviously financially, you want to be able to benefit from it, but where I get the most satisfaction is 
when you can help somebody and you watch it happen, when you say, hey, you just need to move your feet a little bit further, and then they, they hit the lift, whatever it is, or they, and we had somebody get their first bar muscle up the other day. That's the kind of stuff that just makes it rewarding and, and makes sure you keep coming back to it. Um, so for me personally, that's, that's, that's the joy I get out of it. My kids have an opportunity. I have four teenagers. Um, two of them are, are working out pretty regularly at, at CrossFit now. Um, and if they want to keep doing it, great. If they want to become a coach, great. If not, it's fine. Um, but they'll have that opportunity. And, um, you know, at least they have an avenue to where they can see how fitness can work um, and have access to it as well. So, you know, if they can benefit from it, that's that's kind of what, uh, you know, I strive for to help them out. Yeah, same with me. Definitely the reason why I pushed into entrepreneurship. I just had a daughter. She's 18 months old. Um, so so really the reason why I started pressing in that direction was so that I could at least have some type of vehicle to, to give her opportunity as well as she gets older. So I like that perspective. Um, and last question here, Doug, I know you've been an entrepreneur for a while. It's in your family. It's kind of in your blood. Is there any piece of advice that you would give your younger self about you know, being a business owner? Uh, I think so. One is um, do your homework. I mean, that goes without saying, but uh, you know, where I have found in my 25 years of professional work, um, networking is where I've got the most benefit. So uh, getting involved, talking to other people, uh, especially people that are better than you and realizing you're, you're not as good as you think. Um, getting input from experts or people in the same field. And, you know, um, you know, I think like CrossFit has the affiliate uh, meetings and those are great uh, because you can get feedback from everybody. That's what they've done, right. What they've done wrong. Um, in my previous job, we had study groups and I would have, there's guys that were way better in what we were at, what we were doing than, than we were. And that those guys are the reason I'm in the position I am right now. Um, they just gave me so much information. So uh, I guess I'm giving advice based off experience would be to network and talk to as many people as you can to learn as much as you can um, and, and learn what the, the good, the pros and cons are with opening a business. Yeah. Yeah. Learning, learning never ends. I, especially like being coachable to um, I've gotten, or sometimes people just say, you know, put the stigma that you're coachable or, or, or whatnot. I always say it's a more of a choice, not a quality, right. To, to choose to want to learn from other people, to accept advice from other people. Um, but no, I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do head out of here, Doug, please give a shout out to your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Uh, everything's pretty simple. It's CrossFit Onerous. So O-N-E-R-O-U-S. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and, and our website's all the same. Just one word spelled out. Yes, sir. Make sure you check them out. Doug Hartley, you guys, out of CrossFit Honors and Hometown Health and Fitness. Hometown Health and Fitness not open yet. Should be open within the next couple months here. But make sure you check them out out of Cambridge, Ohio. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Tracy Jans from Sky Studios Fitness out in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada. Tracy, how are you doing today? Very good. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. Got it. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time out of your, I'm sure, busy day. Uh, up early at the gym. I call it the 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. sometimes. You know, it's like that. Instead of <laughs> 5, it's like even more sometimes, especially, I know you've been here about a year in business, right? So especially in that first couple of years of uh, opening up this business and making it successful. So let's go back in time, Tracy, to when you decided to open this thing. You're like, okay, I'm going to go head first down this entrepreneurial path in the fitness space. What was like your goal as to why you started this gym? Well, I, I love teaching um, and I love teaching aerials and I love bringing aerials into people's lives. So I've been teaching aerials much longer than I've had the gym open and the opportunity just kind of fell in my lap where COVID hit and yep. the other gym I was at just kind of it, things weren't working out. And, um, in that time span, uh, my husband actually found a place for a studio to potentially be opened up. And I was thought, you know, like, is this what I want to do? And then I thought, well, if I love teaching, then why not, why not jump into it and bring aerials to people and help them like aerials has helped me. So I wanted to open up a space where people felt safe and comfortable to try aerials and get fit while having fun. Um, and bring the circus back into their lives because it's that kind of workout that you don't realize that you're working out everything and you are, and it is circus related. Um, so yeah, it was just my opportunity to bring it back to people and show them the passion that I love. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And uh, I think a lot of us start a business in the fitness for a similar reason, right? Something we love to do to teach others how to do it, how it changed mm -hmm. our life in a positive way, which is obviously, obviously great. Was your mindset at that point in time, like, hey, I do, I love, love to do it, want to help other people. Was there any kind of like thought of creating career out of this, a uh, long-term plan for the business? Where are you at around that side of things at that point in time? Um, I, I mean, when I first started, it wasn't to make a lot of money. It was more, I just love teaching, so I'm going to teach. But now as it goes on, I'm kind of like, well, this can be a long-term growth opportunity and I did end up quitting my job um, not because of the gym but for personal reasons and uh, this is kind of filling the place of it and this is way better of a match for me so um, the goal is to eventually have it full-time um, once my kids are older so it's kind of merged into a full-time career where not only do I get to bring in my passion and teach but um, the gym will have a lot of growth with it awesome i love it yeah so kind of growing this thing out creating a an asset a company a career out of this thing which is which is awesome tracy for those that don't know uh your model there at sky studios can you describe to us like kind of what aerial fitness is and the other services that you do offer there sure so our biggest classes are aerial hoop and pole fitness um an aerial hoop is like a suspended steel apparatus that you can do tricks in um you can do all sorts of different things in it, moves, combos, drops, rolls, um, 
think like Cirque du Soleil and pole fitness as well. We're really about the fitness side of pole fitness because I know there is that stigma associated with it, but um, we drive it back into the fitness side of it um, and anything, anything pole related uh, moves, combos, drops, splits. Um, we're all about that. And I know that's our biggest focus. And with our other classes, so our third biggest classes are indoor cycling. Um, and then recently we just added yoga to our roster and we have also grounded based workouts that help with mobility and flexibility for the apparatuses, but also just for normal day-to-day -day function. Uh, all these classes are good for. It's awesome. So, so yeah, a little something for everybody. And uh, yeah, I yeah. like the, the emphasis on mobility and flexibility part to it, which I think is uh, a lot of people are lacking. So I think it's obviously a great and highly valuable service that you're offering there. With that being said, so like, how we run and grow the business. Let's dive into that a little bit. I think I uh, kind of the, uh, that was a pyramid. The bottom of that is like getting people in the door on a consistent basis. Uh, in this past year, what have you done to grow your membership to where it's at at this point in time? So um, right now for the summer, because people get busy in the summer and we've noticed um, some drop off. Um, right now we have a referral program going on. So if you bring a friend, you get a free class. Um, and it's for the whole duration of the summer. Um, other things that we've done, and I mean, the referral program is working. Yep. Um, we are getting new people in the door and we find the hardest step is getting in the door, especially because going into a new space is hard. Going into an aerial gym is hard. Like it's a, it's a tricky, going into any gym is hard. Yep. So it's that getting the foot in the door. And when you're with a friend, it's like, well, this is so much easier because the emphasis isn't on me anymore. We're together doing this. Right. Um, so that's worked really well. We've also, we've been trying to get out in the community more. So we've done events, we've done workshops. Um, we're getting our name out there. We're giving um, free classes out to sponsorships so that it's just kind of out there. And it's, it is slowly getting people to come back in the door. Um, so it's, it's working, it's a slow growth, but it is on its way up. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing referrals doing community events, getting out there in the community, forming some local partnerships, I'm sure. Where is mm -hmm. the uh, social media side of things for you guys? We, um, so we have all like the normal stuff like Instagram, Facebook. Um, we are currently uh, working with an SEO specialist. So she is target using targeted words uh, to bring pages on Google so that we get more searches when somebody searches us on Google. Um, and it's not completely done yet, but in the course of her working, um, we've noticed that we're getting a lot more hits and from different, um, like a niche of people. So our biggest niche is like women with children, young families, but now we're getting um, a different generation of people where they're almost at their retired age. And I like it because we do offer classes um, for that age group and for any age group, but it's getting the word out to different groups of people. Right. Um, so that's really nice. Um, and with that, we did like a whole website optimization. So we took a bunch of feedback and then had a website specialist look at our website and make it more user-friendly. And in all of that, it kind of helped merge everything. So we're getting found on social media more. Which is huge, yeah. Have you guys done anything on social media with advertising, whether it's organic or paid advertising? Have you have you utilized either of those avenues? We did we did a paid ad once, but um in my experience it didn't have that sort of feedback that we were expecting. Sure. Um 
and I mean, we only put like $20 into it, so we weren't expecting that much, but um, we're kind of looking at our analytics and seeing what posts get seen by more people um, and seeing like, what do people want to see? So we look back and we're like, wow, like a lot of people looked at this post versus this post and like, what's the difference between them? So it's kind of like, what do people want to see? Let's give them that. And then we can get more people looking at what we're posting. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Great tool for us to use. Obviously everybody has this phone in their pocket all day. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, fitness, for fitness business uh, specifically. Great. And like, like you said, if you're a niche and kind of the demographic that's uh, appealing to you guys, uh, mm-hmm. like Facebook's probably pretty good. Maybe some Instagram, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, yeah, I love that. So Tracy, if I was to join today, walk in there today, how do you get that new member started to become like acclimated to being a member and part of the gym? Well, um, I, you know, <laughs> I used to do that. I just throw people into the fire and say, That's good luck. pretty much what I would do. Um, yeah. I'd run you through a class like any other. Um, yeah. and at the, like, I don't really have a goal for new students other than keep them safe, but I want to leave them smiling. So one of the things that I've been doing is, um, I'll snap pictures of students in a move without them knowing, but then I'll just send it to them. It's for just for them. And when they see themselves in a move, um, oh, yeah. they're like, wow, like I did that. I'm like, you did it. Yeah. And so like, it helps them see that they came in and tried something really scary, but they're doing it at the same time. And then they leave really accomplished. And I found um, it like, it brings in that community side where like we all have each other's backs. We're all here for you, but you're doing the main part. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that works. Um, sure. I think there's a, but a I mean, like each class is each class. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I hear you. I used to, I did it so many different ways over 10 years like you know throw people into a class say good luck here's a barbell or like uh do like on a, one-on-one sessions to get them started or do every all these beginners starting at once in a small group maybe like a four six week eight week challenge um yeah but and you said earlier like you know it's hard to walk into a gym maybe some of the stuff you're doing the aerial side of things are probably harder like than just you know doing a sit-up or something so like have you found any any kind of issue with a barrier to entry for new people with that, so, you know, because it's kind of harder than just walking on the treadmill, so to speak? Definitely. Um, I've had a lot of people say, I'm not in shape. Can I come to your gym? And I think that's the hardest hurdle because, yeah. I mean, like we were all there at one point. Um, and with aerials, sure, it's going to be hard if right. you're not in shape. It's going to be challenging no matter what. Yeah. Um but I just kind of say like, it's all beginner friendly. Like no matter what, I'm going to get you up in the hoop, no matter what you're going to spin around a pole or do any of the other classes. Cause there's progressions for everybody. And I like, we have a really good program where it starts new students and builds them up really well. And like within two or three classes, they're like, wow, I'm so much stronger than when I started or like, I didn't think I was able to do this, but here I am doing it. And it's, it's a quick progression, but it is really hard for a new person to come in. Um, especially if you, if you're just, you're scared of the new community. Um, so I think a lot of yeah. that, a lot of that's probably fear, right? Like, like you said, like I've heard it two million times, like I can't come to your gym because I'm not in shape yet. It's like never, yeah. never happen unless you start. And when you are in shape, it's still going to be hard. Like it's going to be harder then because you're going to keep kind of, you know, making it harder for yourself and pushing that, uh, 
needle forward a bit and pushing the, the threshold a bit. So yeah, yeah. You, I had there some just kind of scared to come to the gym. It's a little intimidating. So is there anything special you're doing? I think like the first three months for a new client is like, is everything right. Like to get them engaged in the club and to get them feeling part of the group, anything you guys are doing special for that new person the first couple months that are there. Um, we don't have any like six week or eight week programs that you kind of go through. Um, it's more, I feel like, the special thing about our gym is the community with it. Like I have my program and I work through it. Um, especially if you're new, like we go through a certain set of moves before we move on to the next, but I feel like it's everybody else that kind of helps somebody feel included. And it's that community side where if I'm not beside you, then somebody else is if you need them to be. And very quickly you see people after the first class talking to everybody in the class. And it's like, that community side of things. Um, I like to send people messages after a class or after a particularly hard class and say like, hey, how's it going? Um, Or like one of our, (laughs) maybe this is bad, but one of our things is you get bruised with some of this stuff. So I'm like, I love bruises. I love seeing that. Um, And so I'm like, hey, show me your bruises or someone will come in and they have this big bruise on them. And I'm like, your bruises are lovely. That's amazing. You worked for that. so it's just kind of that like little bits that people are proud of and making you feel part of a community. It's a big part of our business, right? That community vibe. And you really don't find it anywhere else. Like, you know, if we worked at a restaurant, like that's not the same thing. It's so, yeah, we're able to create that, which I think a lot of people are uh, longing for right now. So, and yeah, the bruise mm-hmm. thing is cool. Like with CrossFit, it was like the ripped hands from pull-ups or whatever. It's like, you know, it's show your hands to people. <laughs> yeah. So same, very similar idea, right? So. Uh, so you've been there a year, Tracy, so you kind of just touched on it. Have you seen any sort of like life cycle to your clients staying? Has everybody stayed so far? Do people tail off after a little while? Have you seen any kind of life cycle of said the life cycle of a client? How long is that lasting right now? Well, uh, to be honest, most of my clients have been with us since the beginning and I don't see them wanting to stop anytime soon. The thing that will stop a client I find is if they get injured um and I mean like shoulder injuries are pretty prominent wrist stuff or like hip stuff um but I find like most of the people once they get the itch for aerials and then they start doing really cool stuff um they continue with it. And even I had my own life cycle with aerials where I kind of stopped for a little bit because of an injury but I came back to it um so, I mean, I'm hoping that people don't drop off, but um, so far so good with the majority of people that have started are continuing That's and awesome. I don't see them wanting to stop anytime soon. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah. Uh, keeping retention is one of the most important parts of our business. Obviously, you know, hard enough getting people in the door. When we get them, we want to keep them for, for life or as long as possible, right? Obviously, people yeah. hurt or if they move or things happen, but other than that, we want to keep them. So kind of leads me to my last two questions, and it may kind of be the same answer, actually. Right now, at this point, in, you're a year in, um, full, full-time here at the gym, pushing it forward. Where's your biggest challenge, Tracy, for you and your business, like right now at this point in time? It's getting those new people in. Yeah. Um, and, like, we have our, our good client base, but it's getting enough new people in that... <sighs> 
yeah, that's really it. Like just getting new people in and, um, allowing them to see what we have to offer. Um, I mean, there is another aerial arts fitness gym in Cornwall. So we are in competition with another one and there are like many others throughout the area, but, um, I, I, maybe it's the competition between other gyms and we are a little bit more expensive because of what we offer, but our biggest challenge is getting new people in the door, um, at a rate that kind of works for everybody. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, and we're still kind of figuring out the best way to do that. Like we're working on it and it's, it's, it's just a slow growth. Yeah, for sure. Just fine. I mean, it's summertime. Exactly. <laughs> Seasonality to our business. But, uh, I always thought this time of year is a good time to kind of, you know, start putting things in place for September, October. Cause we always, we always saw a huge client increase in those months. Um, yeah. probably going to be similar to where you are in that part of the world. But so on top of that, so getting clients in the door, always a challenge um, for everybody, I think, you know, and always somebody we're looking to find best ways to do it or new ways, better ways, seeing what works. On top of that, where do you foresee your biggest opportunity here moving forward, like the next six months to even a year out? Biggest opportunity. Um, I think getting our name out a little bit more. So there are community events that we're trying to get into where more people in the community see Sky Studios because we are fairly new. Um, a lot of people don't know who we are yet and it's getting the word out about us. So those community events are going to be huge because a lot of people see them. And if you have like a person doing aerial hoop outside, people are like, well, what is that? Where are these people from? Um, Cause it's new and different. So I think our biggest thing is getting those community events going um, and just getting ourselves out there, putting our feet to the ground or putting up flyers within uh, other other places like grocery stores and whatnot so people see us and get the name out there a little bit more. Yeah, building a brand, right? Getting, uh, getting more lead generation from that. With your town there in Ontario and Cornwall, how big is your town? How big is that area of people you're kind of pulling from? I think it's about 48,000 or 50,000. Um, but we pull from a lot of the, the neighboring communities. Okay. Um, so we have a sister studio in Messina um, that we're really close with. And then in Montreal, Ottawa and Brockville, there's other studios and we do collaborate with them. Um, we've had them over for workshops and we've kind of partnered up with our neighboring studios to do things. So. Um, but we do pull from, like, we've had people from Green Valley, like almost like 45 minutes away coming to our studio. Awesome. So, awesome. so it's not, yeah. not people. So just yeah, getting that word out more. And again, we're still new. So this, these things take a little time, right? Like uh, it happens yeah. organically. And then eventually I think it grows. We use some other outreach strategies to grow it over time. And I see you have a cool shirt on there with Sky Studio Fitness on your shirt. So like, <laughs> are you selling yeah. those? You sell those? The clients wear those around town. That's good brand building. Good marketing. Yeah. Yeah, we have a ton uh, for available for purchase at the studio. Um, and then we've said to clients like, hey, if you have a shirt you want us to brand, bring it in. We can brand it for you. Very cool. So uh, we've given that on option. Your, on your website or your Instagram page, you guys have a pull-up garage door too? Yeah. That's awesome. You pull it up in the summer. It is morning. nice. Yeah, it is really, really nice. And it gives a whole different vibe to the studio. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, it makes you different and unique too. I, lo I love that vibe personally. It's kind of like that industrial warehouse, cool look, but then obviously close it in the winter when it's two degrees out. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Tracy, I think this is a perfect place to wrap it up. Uh, 
thank you so much for coming on and sharing your guys' story for Sky Studios. Where can the listeners check you out, website, social media? Where can we find you and follow your story? Yeah, so uh, our website is skystudiosfitness.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all under Sky Studios Fitness. So look us up there. Awesome. We will, and I'll give you guys a follow here once we get off. So Tracy, again, thanks so much for coming on. Best of luck. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Shane from Matrix Personalized Fitness in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here, for taking an hour out of your day to sit down, have this conversation, give back to the fitness industry a little bit. We really appreciate that. And really, before we dive into the nitty gritty here of what you do, give us a little bit of information here. Like, what was it that led to you opening up kind of this fitness business? So uh, back in 08, when things went down, I was working as an engineer um, and pretty much volunteered to get laid off there. And so I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I decided to go back to school for biomechanics. And in doing so, I started personal training at that time. Um, as I finished school and I took a job doing biomechanics research for the U.S. Army, um, and I was still personal training on the side while doing that. And in that time frame, I found a program called Z Health Performance, which is like a brain-based neurocentric training. And I thought it was fascinating. And as my time with at um, Natick, the research group was ending, I had to decide either go full-time with them or maybe transition to something else. And that's when I decided to open up a studio with the hopes of being able to train people, but eventually roll that into a place where I had more people working for me and turn it into a, a real sustainable business. Okay, neat. So you had kind of a career change here. Big you know, time, big switch. An engineer, and now here you are in the fitness industry. That's kind of interesting because like, same with me, I didn't picture that, you know, when I was a little kid, I would end up as a gym owner, <laughs> like a gym owner, somebody running a gym. It's crazy. Um, so give us kind of your elevator pitch of Matrix Personalized Fitness. Tell us who you are, what you have to offer, kind of paint a picture for us. Uh, Matrix is a small niche personal training studio right now where we offer mainly one-on-one -on -one training, um, adding in small group and even some yoga classes. Um, and we're kind of that gateway from 
physical therapy into everyday wellness and keeping yourself healthy for the long term. Um, and so our main focus in that regard is going to be injury recovery into injury prevention. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much for fitness for the everyday person, <laughs> um, from the sounds of it there. Um, okay. And so right now your, your module or like kind of what you do, it's pretty much one-on-one, but you are looking at adding semi-private here or small groups, semi-private, whatever you kind of want to call it here yeah. in the near future. Um, how many clients do you have right now? Uh, currently, I'm running around 20 clients. Um, and I, as I mentioned, I do have the one yoga class going. That's typically between eight and 10 people. Um, okay, so 20 clients, and then you have one yoga, you know, yoga class. Is that a position where like with 20 clients, you're spread pretty thin in terms of time? Or are you in a position to take on more clients? My goal when I started the business was to try and keep my training hours between that 20 and 30 as a max, so that I would still have time to run the business and have a life outside of it. So with 20 clients, I'm right into that window. Okay. So you're feeling pretty good there and you're not, I mean, you know, with 20 clients, how many hours would you say right now? Is it 20 hours that you spend per week or more than that? Um, no, like- I'm at that 25 pushing 30, depending on, you know. Okay. <laughs> so kind of depending on how many times somebody is coming in. Correct. Walk me through how that, you know, uh, are they purchasing, you know, packs of classes? Are they paying per class? How does that work for you and your business? I really have two different pathways for people. So the first one, if somebody has been injured and they're looking to recover from that, whether it's post-physical therapy or in lieu of it, or they've just been dealing with something that they've gotten treated and they could never figure it out, um, that neurocentric brain-based approach I have gives them different options. So they're coming in on a package that they can use as they see fit. They come in for a 30-minute session. uh, We figure out the drills, activities that make them better. They go work on that on their own and then come back when they need to take it to the next level. Um, The majority of my clients are, you know, the one-on-one training, and that is typically a monthly at either once, twice, or three times a week. Um, And each one of those has a rate that they pay that automatically renews as soon as they go through their number of sessions for that month. So once a week would be a four pack and, you know, 12 would be a three, three times a week pack. Okay. And typically like after a client uses that pack of classes or after they finish kind of that post rehab program that you've built out, do they typically stay or like, what would you consider to be the average lifetime of your clients? So the post rehab, um, that is that one set duration. That package is typically an eight hour package to get them to where they need to be health wise. Okay. Um, some of those people then transition into doing the one-on-one and the one-on-one is set up to just continue. Again, it's about injury prevention, keeping people healthy, keeping them improving on the things that they love to do. Um, and so client retention is a high value for us. And the majority of people just keep rolling. I have some clients who have been with me for 12 years at this point. That's amazing for personal training. You know, obviously it is a higher ticket type of fitness program for people to get into. So if we look at, you know, 12 years, that says a lot about the value that you're providing to these people. You're helping them, you know, live this kind of lifestyle essentially where for them, it just makes sense to stay with you, um, you know, long-term. So 
I want to ask you here, what have you done to find those 20 clients? Walk me through some of the things that you've done to aid that growth process. And when you go to look at, you know, starting this small group, how are you going to fill that program? So the current place where I've gotten the majority of my clients is word of mouth referral. Um, being in that size of clients, that's about the right place for that to be effective. Mm -hmm. um, as I transition toward the group training, um, within the larger building that I'm a part of, there's an academy, a training academy for like younger kids. There's a hockey academy for younger kids and a dance studio. Um, so my small group training is actually going to target those kids' parents when they're just sitting in their cars, waiting for their kids to do their thing, giving them an opportunity to come in and do something for themselves. So that's okay. how I'm going to be kickstarting it. Um, I've had experience you know, trying to do social media, that kind of thing. I've actually given it up for this year um, and I've been pretty happy with not spending my time on it. Um, but now that things are going to start growing again, I'm going to have to return to that to get more lead generation from that angle. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of neat that you're in a building right now where there's other kind of leads that you can pull like you have these parents that are just there and so that is going to generate word of mouth just being that you're in the same building you're going to get some foot traffic we love that because it's free uh leads there the audience is great money. um so that feels pretty good but as you mentioned you know social media is a pretty big part of how i see a lot of gyms growing these days especially when they do offer group you know fitness and things like that um, I would consider the world we're in right now pretty digital, especially since 2020. So if we can, you know, put ourselves out there on those places to reach people who might not know that we already exist, it's great for us. What's your game plan there? Are you just going to kind of have scheduled posts that go out? Or are you going to run ad campaigns? Like what's your plan to reach people? I had previously been doing just scheduled posts, okay. basically a couple of weeks, which is not sufficient. Um, it doesn't do the trick. Uh, paid ads, I did a little bit of with very little success, but they weren't well targeted. So moving forward as that starts to grow, it's going to be about having um, the scheduled ones, but incorporating more like from the group, those in the moment. Here's a video of what we're doing in class, or here's a picture of the group together type of thing um, yeah. to give more uh, information to people and you know more opportunities to connect there. And then yeah. using that to grow the ads, boosting posts, that kind of thing. And I think that those are great because um, the organic stuff where we're showing our members just normal everyday people getting after their fitness, it's great. If somebody clicks on our, our profile, they're going to get a good feel for who we are. Um, and generally, that's how people kind of decide if they want to go somewhere or not, is just if they can envision themselves there, then they'll reach out. So, you know, that's a great idea with the organic stuff. But I do want to touch on, you know, you said you tried the advertising in the past and it wasn't something that you saw huge success with. And I think that's the case for most of us, right? I know for sure I wouldn't consider myself to be an advertising expert. Um, I might be really good at social media, but when it comes to figuring out the nitty gritty of how to actually reach people, it kind of felt like when I first started doing it, it was a waste of money. But I have seen, and from personal experience, like had success once I get it nailed down. When you look at your group fitness program, like ideally, how many clients are you going to be able to fit into to that? Like once you get it going. So, you know, to get things started, my 
given my space is a little over a thousand square feet, um, the size of the group is going to be three to five max. Okay. And again, because I'm just kickstarting it, I'm hoping to fill one, maybe two classes a week at the moment. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, but as that starts to build and ramp up, it would take over more of the evening time slot, because believe it or not, that's actually where I have more openings, not, not typical. And so if I can have somebody come in there and take care of that uh, for me, that would be wonderful. And that would expand those group offerings to having maybe again, 20, 40 clients, depending on how frequently they're choosing to come filling those sections before we would look at expanding the space. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, you can count on that word of mouth probably to initially give you that, you know, five, 10 clients to start out with, get your headway, figure things out. And then maybe in the future, you know, really dive into the social media side of things to pull in more people. And, um, you know, I want to ask you here a different question that presents kind of a lot of value for our listener, because I think it gives our listener a chance to really relate to you. What would you consider, Shane, to be your biggest challenge when it when it comes to business or your biggest bottleneck right now? And what are you actively doing to kind of learn to overcome that? So biggest bottleneck is my time. Um, probably the case for most people. Uh-huh. Um, I try to practice what I preach. So I do try to put barriers around how much of my life the business right. consumes. Um, so as far as bottlenecks go, there's that. Then, you know, Next hardest piece is exactly that, attracting new clients, new customers, uh, getting the word out there. So I've always been dabbling in, oh, let's try some of this, let's try some of that. But of late, I've gotten into, I'm getting coached on business strategies in general and working at the level that you're at. So given the number of people I have, referrals, word of mouth is the place to start. Now I've got to start building that funnel so you can start attracting a broader community so I'm in that transition phase to be able to grow the business in that direction. So learning how to do all of that, because not my favorite aspect of things is definitely a big challenge. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I would, <laughs> I would agree there. Um, and it's, it's always going to be a challenge, like, like just learning um, how to fit everything in. Um, you're a single, like one single person right now running an entire business and, you know, you have other responsibilities, family. I don't know if you have any other jobs or anything that you do on the side, but it's really hard. Like you can't add hours in a day and time is the only thing in our life that we will never be able to buy back. So we really have to nail down, okay, well, how do I make time for all these clients and also make time for the business and also make time for my family? And also it's, it's challenging. Um, And, and everybody here can kind of relate to that. I want to ask like in the future, is it a plan for you to ever bring somebody on to help you with any of the training side of things? Yeah. So the, the plan since the beginning has been to create a system where other people can step in and run this as a business and not just a personal trainer with a space. Um, so the first place to start to bring other people in, I visualize as being the small group training. That's why I'm trying to get up and running. Um, the personalized training, because again, I have that neurocentric focus that falls a little bit more on me. It would take more ramp up time for somebody to learn. Yep. Um, and then once I have a coach or two to help with uh, the small group training, hopefully that lets me know that they're committed and I can start to teach them some of what I do so that it can take over more of the one-on-one aspect. 
Um, and eventually that grows. The next step would be bringing on people to help with the marketing or the behind the scenes stuff. So I can become more of the overarching person who's teaching and going out and broadcasting our message to the greater community. Okay, cool. So, you know, I think hiring is something that a lot of people that I've heard on this show, people struggle to hire. So do you have people in mind already or like what's your process going to be to try to find somebody to help you with those responses? That's a wonderful question. So that's what I have to start trying to figure out as that moves forward. So I haven't been in a place where I've had to hire somebody yet. Um, this, the simplest hire, I have, my wife is joining the business as a massage therapist and she has shown some interest in possibly starting to do some training. So that could be the first place where there's somebody else to help. Um, but no, that's gonna be part of the learning game is to figure out where to pull people from um, when it's time to bring them in. And I don't have that figured out yet. Yeah, definitely really hard to kind of figure out what might work best. I'm not sure of, you know, how big of an area East Greenwich, Rhode Island is, but a lot of people in smaller communities are like, okay, well, like, I feel like there's nobody here that would be interested in, you know, joining me. Um, but there are systems out there where, you know, like LinkedIn, things like that, where you can post something. And if it's a nice offer, like people are willing to travel 20, 30 minutes to work, to, to have the opportunity to work for you. And I think what's interesting as well is like, when we look into hiring, we want to make it kind of an irresistible offer for people. We want to present them an opportunity where they see that they'll be able to grow. Most people don't want to walk into something and have it just be another job, right? Um, we want to show them how we're going to be able to help them develop and take them where they want to go down the road. And I definitely see that in you, that you probably want to develop this person and make them more than just a personal trainer, right? Correct. That's the goal because, again, with this niched idea that we have and the educational behind it, it's very cutting edge. So bringing people in and introducing them to that, making sure they're interested in it. There is so much to learn and so much room for growth once you're in it. It's fantastic. Yeah. So if, you know, you were able to have a magic wand, Shane, all your dreams and goals for the business have come true. You've reached them all. Talk to me about what that picture would look like for you. Um, that would look like a facility that, or multiple, you know, if we go even further down the road, um, that kind of touches on a number of different things in health and wellness. So currently I have some physical therapists in my space with me. They're on board with expanding in the future. So I'd love to be able to handle people who have been injured, coming in, working in physical therapy, transitioning to me getting other needs met with the massage therapy, perhaps some other modalities um, would live within that space um, so that people can stay healthy and achieve the things they want to do. And obviously in that setting, I might be training with the people who have been with me for such a long time. They would stay with me, but mainly I'd be out there uh, giving talks, putting together workshops to spread our message and having that help funnel people into the business where other people can uh, take care of the more day-to-day -day training and everything. And hopefully in the long run, that leaves me space to also be able to take some vacations, enjoy life, and yeah. very long-term be able to have something that I can actually sell off rather than something that just dies with me when it's retirement time. 
Yeah. And I think that that's like looking at what role that you'll play in this as the the business grows is really important. Um, and I think, you know, for most of us, we want to be able to have that opportunity where our business can kind of run itself and we can take a trip overseas if we want to. But like when we're so consumed in the day to day, it feels impossible to even, you know, go an hour away to enjoy a day away from our vacation, uh, from our our business. So what do you feel like it's super important for you to focus on right now to make the idea of, you know, a bigger location, maybe multiple locations um, down the road, a reality? Um, so it's, it's keeping that vision in mind, knowing where you want to go, um, having that kind of like 10 year lofty vision that, you know, is going to change a ton over time, but at least you're targeting something that you work back into. All right. So what might that look in three years or a year and then building you know, quarterly, what do I need to hit that yearly goal? And week by week and day by day, what does it take to build that quarterly goal so that you're always slowly working your way forward to where you want to end up being? Okay, so kind of just always keeping an eye on the bigger picture and what's coming next. And so for you, it sounds like what's coming next is the addition of the kind of small group training. Like that's the next big thing that you see happening with your business. Um, and then like starting that out, getting five to 10 clients after, you know, you get going with that, what would you foresee to be your next step? So the next step from the small group is then moving into that hiring process that we talked about where somebody can, or multiple people can come in and begin to handle the small group aspect of it for me. Um, and then at that point, I should be at a nice place where I am kind of in that happy spot where enough money's coming in. I'm not drowning in clients and hours at the studio where I can work on the business side. And then that's where the growth starts to come. So at that point, we'd be probably growing out of our thousand square foot space and looking for a larger facility to be able to handle more people at the same time. For sure. Um... I want to take a second here, you know, you sound like you've seen some great success. So I want to ask you, you know, what would you consider to be a word of advice that you could give somebody who is just getting started in this industry? Maybe today, they just opened up some kind of fitness business. What would you have to share with them? Know where you are. There's so many different things that you can be doing. Um, so many different things that you feel like you need and should be doing. And to really take a step back and figure out what is what is going to be the most powerful thing for me to do right now to just move that next step? So if you're just getting started and you have no clients, rule number one is go out there, talk to your friends, talk to their friends, get one client and start to prove the concept of what you're doing as being something that you can uh, begin to grow. And then the next step from there is once you have some people who trust you and do the good work, now you can start tapping into them to help send people towards you. And after you get out of that now, you might be looking at, you know, building out a bigger social media following and, and uh, trying to get people who wouldn't know you that closely to begin to trust you so they can move into your funnel as well. That's great advice, kind of taking things step by step, being uberly focused on the task and goal at hand before moving on to the next big thing. Um, I really appreciate that insight. Now, where can our listeners go to really check out more about what you have to offer? I know that you said you took social media off this year. So where can we find you online? So the, the best place is my website, which is uh, matrix-pf.com. Um, and then 
as I mentioned though, social media has a long ramp up. So my goal for August was to get it started again. Um, okay. So that would be Matrix PF at Facebook. And I believe it's the same for Instagram handle. No, Instagram is Matrix PF EG. Perfect. I'm excited to go check it out. And I thank you, Shane, for your time your insight today listeners thanks for tuning in don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you want to join us for an episode here at the gym lords podcast fill out the link in the description we'll be in touch with you soon as always until next time gym lords out thank you so much for listening if you found this content valuable here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free one grab a free copy of alex ramosi's best-selling book gym launch secrets at alexsbook.com Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.